What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Of course, we'll be talking about the new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. Marvel released an official teaser for the film. This is the first footage of, of any kind that we've seen from this movie. Definitely some interesting takeaways I have on that footage we got to see. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Also, another arrest for Ezra Miller in Hawaii. What happens next for Miller? What happens next for DC? We'll break that down. We'll also talk about the future of the CW in regards to his DC content. There was a story this week that DC uh, shows several of them maybe on the chopping block. You know, as we get closer and closer to the cut dates for for these renewals, we already know that we have The Flash and Super uh, Superman and Lois being renewed. But many of the other shows on that network, the DC shows, rather, in some trouble. So we'll talk about what the future is for DC on the CW. And is Hawkeye and Moon Knight officially a one-and-done series, or either of them one-and-done series? They're not. uh, There have been no plans announced for a season two for either series. And if you look at the submission for the Emmys, there may be more clues that we will not be getting additional seasons of either show. So... Very excited to talk about all these topics on the podcast. Kendall is not with us today, but he should be back with us next week, potentially, or in the subsequent weeks to follow. But joining me is Shamari Stewart. Shamari, always good to have you on the podcast. What are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, yeah, EJ, glad to be here. Of course, as always, uh, you know, I, as you said, Kendall, Kendall isn't uh, here, but you know, he'll he'll be here. Um, you know, soon enough, and, and you know, maybe next week. Um, uh, as, I mean, on this show, we got quite a few things. Of course, I mean, I think the top, the 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 uh, the top, the the uh, the best topic today has got to be the Thor trailer. We've been waiting for that for uh, for many months now. Um, so, uh, and there's just a lot to talk about. So, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I am as well. And we've talked plenty about this movie in the recent episodes of this podcast so it's great that we got the trailer in a timely manner so we can kind of continue that dialogue about this movie so as i said uh we got our first look at an official teaser for marvel's thor love and thunder the film stars chris hemsworth and natalie portman and is directed by taika waititi in the new footage we see thor coming to grits with his superheroing days being over as he seeks a different path in life he see we see shots of him going on universe-wide adventures with the likes of the Guardians of the Galaxy and his old buddy Korg, Thor declares in the trailer that his hands that were, quote, once tools for battle are now, quote, humble tools for peace. We also see shots for of an apparent uh, thriving new Asgard despite an annoyed Valkyrie rocking a pretty sweet business suit. We see Russell Crowe's Zeus. And we get a final closing shot of Natalie Portman's return as Jane Forster wielding Mjolnir as the mighty Thor. So, Shamari, you talked about really being excited to talk about this teaser. So let's talk about it. What did you make? What were your biggest takeaways for the footage we got to see from this film? Um, well, to go, honestly, to go along with with the footage we got, we also got two pretty cool posters. So we got, yes. we got a Thor poster with Thor, with uh, Chris Hemsworth and one with Natalie Portman. Yes, that came out today. Um, we recorded this on Wednesday. Yes. 
The Portman um, one is hard. I mean, I mean, I wish they would have used that one as the original, but you know, for because when you see the when you see the trailer, it makes sense why they still led with Chris Hemsworth on the first promotional material. Right. Um, and I do wonder if the next trailer is going to be from Natalie Portman's mm-hmm. character's perspective um, or not. I don't know. So it'll be very interesting. It'll just be interesting to see. Um, but, um, but yeah, honestly, I thought, I thought the trailer was great. I thought it was a great trailer. Um, you know, they had the whole, uh, kind of guns and roses, uh, you know, sweet child of mine in the background and, yep. and, um, and they, you know, as you said, they showed a lot of shots of, of just, you know, like you said, just seems like an adventure, which mm-hmm. honestly Ragnarok seemed a lot like an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, so I think this seems to be a trend with these Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi Thor movies. He wants to try to explore, try to just do a lot uh, <laughs> with with uh, Thor, which I think is good. Um, so um, you know, it looks fun. Uh, a lot of Guardians in there, which I think Taika is going to have a lot of fun with that. Yes. Um, you know, it definitely seems like it. You know, based on that last uh, kind of scene <laughs> between. Uh, uh, Hemsworth and uh, Chris Pratt, so um, they, their chemistry is just fantastic, as we saw in Endgame, and um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, you know, we're getting a lot of Thor and Korg, which I'm sure will yeah. be great. So Taika himself is probably going to right. Yes, that's Taika himself exactly. Uh, he plays you know, Korg, <laughs> so that'll be fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so honestly, it, it, it looks great, and, and Jane Foster looks great. It, there's been a lot of talk about how she looks mm-hmm. you know and, and everything i think she looks great personally i think she does too um you know I, I think they did i'd give it an a plus i think she looks great another great new marvel costume you know to go along with with all the other great new marvel costumes we've been getting with moon knight and wanda and all the other kind of new marvel costumes we've been getting um yeah i i i, I overall i give the trailer an a i thought it was great Wow, an A from Sham. You know, to me, takeaways from this trailer, number one, I really liked it. I it was I thought it was very, very solid. Um, I think for our first kind of look at this film, which again, which we've seen really nothing about. We don't really even know much from a story angle other than uh Natalie Portman as the Mighty Thor. We 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 got a pretty decent foundation of where we're going with this story. You know, it begins with Thor kind of exploring kind of what his life is like post Avengers, post the conflict with, with, with Thanos and you know, that journey begins with the Guardians, but it seems like he'll then have to go on a, a as he says, a different path, a new path to so what else uh, can he can he do beyond being just a superhero? You know, he I think he's someone that doesn't necessarily want to be fighting and and, and and you know, kind of seeking conflict the way he has in his past. You, know, you think about, you know, Thor one and you think about, you know, how much of him and, and really a lot of his character even after Thor one, but especially the first movie, how so much of it was, you know, seeking conflict and wanting battle and and that being very, you know, obviously appropriate for the Thor character, but seems like he's he's into perhaps a, a different path and I like that that growth from him. He's seen a lot of uh he's gone through a lot of trauma. He's lost his brother, who we know is around, but a different version of maybe his brother he would know. Um, he's lost his mom. Uh, he's lost his, his 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 pops. You know, he's lost a lot of people. Um, he lost all those Asgardians from the from the Thanos attack. He's lost his friends on the Avengers. So, seeing him make this growth and and this being the next 
element to his story moving forward makes a lot of sense. These shots were beautiful. I mean, some of these shots, some of them taken directly from the comics, like him and Korg on that like ice planet with that like mm-hmm. you know dead monster in the background. I mean, I saw a side by side of a of a Thor comic where it's it's almost identical. Um, not Korg wasn't in it; it was just Thor by himself. But the shot of it and how they they they, they presented it, I mean, it looked, it looked fantastic. Um, a lot of this stuff looks gorgeous. So we got again the stuff with Zeus. Um, and Russell Crowe, very little cameo we saw, but I'm excited to see more of that. Hopefully, we'll get to see our first introduction to Hercules, which is a, a actually a pretty big Marvel character in the Marvel comics. Um, you know, new Asgard looking looking pretty solid. Like there are a lot of elements to this show. I mean, this movie that that look really great. It's just shot beautifully. Uh, if I had to say one thing that I was still concerned about, which is what I talked about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, which was is this were we lied to? Were lies told at Disney? Well, what was it? Was was it Comic Con? I don't know when they. When, yeah, it was Comic Con. I think a couple years when they did that Natalie okay. Portman reveal. I mean, were lies told? This is my question. Because <laughs> when because when when that happened, the whole story was we're passing the torch. We're literally passing the hammer, and this story is now going to be surround. You know, it's going to be focused on Natalie Portman as the new. Thor as the mighty Thor and this trailer it was great it looked like a great Thor movie but it did not look like a great Natalie Portman Jane Foster movie it looked like a Thor Odinson story and a great Thor you know starring Chris Hemsworth movie but Natalie Portman was kind of thrown in at the end and I can't get too mad because I thought, as you said, this was really great. I liked what I saw. I really want to see this movie because of this teaser. Um, I want to see it before, but now, like, I like it's, it's, okay, now do you really want to see it? Like, I'm sold on this movie and, and, and it being potential gold. But I just hope that they don't shortchange the introduction of – or reintroduction of Jane Foster and the introduction of Mighty Thor because for a lot of people, that's what sold – them on doing a fourth Thor movie, including myself. This looks great. I'm gonna watch it regardless. But that's probably the only thing that I would say would keep it maybe from getting an A, maybe giving an A minus. I did really enjoy this trailer, but not getting more Mighty Thor. A little bit concerning. And I don't, I don't even necessarily need Mighty Thor. I, I could have even just been more Jane Foster. Like I just mm-hmm. think we need a little bit more than just a, a brief cameo for someone who's supposed to have either a first or second billing in this movie. We you know like it's kind of crazy to think about that because we saw Tessa Thompson, we saw uh, uh, you know you know Chris uh, Chris uh, the the Chris, Chris I, I can't remember his name Chris Pratt. There you go. We saw Chris Pratt. You know we saw David Batista. I mean we saw all these people just as much if not more than Natalie, who's supposed to be you know a big part of this story. And again, arguably first billing. That was a little weird, but I I get why you know they I I think they want to push forth that hey this is still going to be what you liked before they don't want to necessarily scare people away from the film and i just hope that there is a lot of jane foster stuff in here that that will be explored in future trailers and in the movie yeah yeah i I mean i feel you i mean i i I, I do think we're gonna get it I, i feel like they can't um i don't know i feel like they can't not explore because it's such a serious storyline and they said that they are gonna do it mm-hmm. i feel like they have to do it. they have to do the, the jane foster and you know has cancer and is also going to be become thor 
Um, so that is a storyline that has to be taken seriously. So I, I, I know we're going to get it. I feel like, I feel like they're, they're, they're waiting to, to give us the details. I mean, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I, I, I'm not, I'm not concerned. Uh, I'm not like, Oh, you know, uh, but, but you know, the little mm-hmm. bit of things I raised in terms of what I was seeing from the promotion, the early promotion, the leak promotion, made me kind of question how much Jane is really in this film and, and is it a, a really a Jane Foster forward movie, mm-hmm. which is what I think we were pitched, unless you feel like I'm wrong. Right. I, mean, I feel like they, they definitely, in every article that was written about this movie when they announced it, with how they presented it at uh, Comic-Con in 2019, it very much felt like, yes, you know, for you guys who wanted Jane Foster, Thor, and, and something that's, you know, really, truly going to be a movie kind of starring Natalie Portman with her perspective being in the forefront. That's sounded great. It's just not what I saw in this trailer. You know? So so that does give you questions about what exactly is this film and where we lied to. Again, it's a question I have. Now, if we were lied to and it's still great, fine. Who cares? It doesn't really matter at that point. Maybe it matters to people who are super, super fans of my Thor and they wanted to see that. But um, it won't necessarily make me feel like, oh, well, I don't want to see this movie anymore. It's just a question I have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I get that. I mean, I get that. Um, I think it would be a mistake. I'd agree with you. I'd agree with your concerns if they do that. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think that I think, and I think Tyke, I think Tyke is going to handle that well. I really do. Um, you know, so I, I think, um, you know, I think it's just, I think it may be a fifty-fifty split. You know, in terms of, which some people can argue even that's too much for Hemsworth. But I think yeah, I think I, I, I would too, and I would agree that it was too much. I know we I mean we talked about that in the podcast again, only because of what they told us. Not necessarily if you they did that okay. Comic Con and Hensworth was there. Like I don't think Hensworth was there when they did that Comic Con. It was Natalie Portman was the only actor there. Um, uh-huh. Like you know Hensworth's there, and they're saying, "Hey, it's gonna be a big story with all these other people. You want to do that? Totally fine. I don't have a, I don't have a beef with that." My beef comes with again you selling us one thing, and then when we see the movie, it's something different. It's okay, the movie still looks good, but I just I, I just think that that would be something that I, I I hope is not the case. If it is, then no, so be it. I will say uh, again, shout out to to to, to Zeus. Um, shout out to what looks like will be a funny workout montage of. Um, He's not Fat Thor. That's not what they called him. So I don't want to call him that. What, what, what did they call him in Avengers Endgame? What was his official Sad Thor or something? <laughs> he had like a he had like a name for him being like in that uh, you know heavy state that he was in. Post yeah, I mean, I think whatever I think, he was called. I think it's another Baby Yoda. He's he's Fat Thor. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I feel to, you. To, the, to the world, he's Fat Thor. <laughs> yeah, well, we see him. You know, he's working the. Uh, you know, instead of using ropes, he's using like these big chains on this crazy planet to to work out and get into shape. So we'll see that transpire in the film. So it looks like some good stuff, man. I, I'm excited to see this movie. I know you're excited to see this movie. I know you're a big fan, Taika Waititi. So uh, I'm excited that he's getting another crack at this character, and let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's got. This movie comes out when it's come out later. This year, it's later this year, right? It's a uh, was it yeah. November? Yeah, November? Out, what uh, what Thor? A, ju- a July. Yeah. yeah, it comes out in July. July, yeah. So okay, so we're not that far away, not that far away, which is why we definitely needed some some promotional material from it. But I, I think that this trailer, from what I could see, given the reaction online, I think that it did the it did the it, get, it had the impact I think they wanted. 
which was which was great to see. Um, what was not so great to see was what's happening in Hawaii, because no, it is not Groundhog Day. We are doing yet another story on an Ezra Miller arrest. So, the Flash Star was taken into custody in Hawaii again earlier this week. Miller is being charged with second degree assault after they allegedly became quote irate after being asked to leave a private residence. Miller is accused of throwing a chair, which hit a 26-year-old woman in the head. She suffered a half-inch cut on their for- on the forehead, but refused medical attention. Just three three weeks prior, Miller was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct for an alleged incident at an, a Hawaii karaoke bar. There was a report a few weeks prior by Rolling Stone that DC was hitting the, quote, pause button on any future projects and appearances involving Miller, but a Warner Media source told IGN, uh, that that assessment was exaggerated and they denied that there was any emergency meeting amongst executives to discuss Miller's future. Warner Media, DC, and Miller have yet to make any public statements regarding Miller's recent controversies, including this arrest, which uh, date back all the way to April of 2020, which is when we talked about prior to these other incidents where he was seen on cell phone video, or they, sorry, were seen on cell phone video putting their hands around the throat of a woman. So, Sham, we've covered the Ezra saga in many different ways. Let's get away maybe at least from initially in terms of what you think should happen because you have been as strong as anybody in regards to Warner Media not handling this correctly and not deciding to recast The Flash given Ezra's situation. What do you think will happen with Militrucha at this point as the Flash? I think is maybe the question we should first tackle before we get into the righteousness of our opinions on what Warner and DC has done. Uh, see, the will is 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 hard. It can go in a lot of different directions. Some very dark directions, um, yep. just based on what I've seen from Ezra Miller. As a lot of people who who are commenting on this situation are pointing out, he seems to be there. days rather seem to be self destructing. Uh, to yes. be blunt, um, you know, the, the, there's no self self control. Clearly, there's a very serious self control problem, and I think Ezra Miller could very easily, like anyone, could very easily run into someone who is not about who who is about that. Uh, who will do something about it? Um, I don't know how many, how much security they run around with. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't know. Um, but you can't go around throwing chairs at people and acting crazy, and expecting nothing to come of that. Uh, now, Ezra Miller's in Hawaii, uh, so that's not exactly, you know, uh, you know, South Bronx or anything like that. But, but, it's, but either way, you, you just there's just a way that you behave. In public, right? Especially if you're a public figure. Um, so this could go in a very dark direction. Uh, Warner Brothers, if Warner Brothers doesn't do anything, doesn't say anything, continues to just give, um, you know, I would assume, I would hope, to continue to kind of, kind of finger wag at, at Ezra Miller behind the scenes and say, "Don't do that again," but please make us more money, while he continues to self-destruct, and it goes the way of. You know, name name your celebrity out of pick your celebrity out of it. Amanda Bynes and all the other the other people that just 
they just things just happen and things it just goes kind of off the rails and we don't know you know they end up in you know that person is like oh remember ezra miller was where are they now you know like where right. they just you know so it could go that way uh which would be a very unfortunate um what i think should happen uh i think you know i've been saying this for many years now at this point uh, Ezra Miller should no longer be the Flash. It's very clear that this this person should not be the Flash. Just that, just that's it. You know, and done. Uh, you know, we're past the point of warnings. Uh, at this point, this person has been arrested multiple times, caught on video, uh, doing horrible things. Uh, you know, has never apologized for it. Hasn't even come out with nope. a statement. Hasn't said nope. anything. Hasn't tried to explain it. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Which I've been on this soapbox for so many for so long at this point. Um, but they haven't said anything. They haven't said and one thing. Not from not from not from them, not from anyone in their camp, not from their agent, their people, nobody has said anything. So so you know, clearly there seems to be no remorse or or forethought or or regret or anything like that uh you know i've compared this to the gina carano situation i'll do it again seems like a gina carano situation uh you know um and it's it's strange you know that this isn't getting the kind of i think it's starting to pick up steam now that he's being arrested on on seemingly such a very fast-paced and frequent basis <laughs> now it seems to kind of yeah. pick up steam like oh yeah something you, you literally can't catch you really can't catch up i mean when my girlfriend yeah. gave me the news that ezra mill was arrested in hawaii i was just like yeah i already know that she's like no again i was like wait what i, I yeah. really couldn't believe this has happened yeah it's starting to pick up steam because there's like more incidents than we can even keep up with at this point there's always an incident now so it's like he's not he can't he, he can't stay out of the magazines and the articles and the newspapers because or because they keep getting arrested. Uh, so it's it's just becoming a consistent issue. And the easiest way to, to fix it is to is to pull the plug. Just just make Ezra Miller apologize. Or say you're no longer going to work with Warner Brothers. Um, if they want to make this movie, they can. I suppose they already filmed so much. I suppose. It's all shot. It's all done. Yeah, it's all done. I don't know how you market this movie. How do you market this movie? Um, he needs to go, or they, sorry, need to go in a hole and just stay there. They shouldn't do anything else. They should. They should not be in public until they start really marketing this movie. And someone from Warner Brothers needs to make that very clear, um, because this is this is not whatever they're doing right now is not working. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it's a big, very big problem. And um, and uh, you know, the easiest way to solve it is just to 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 give them the axe, or give them the axe rather. I suppose after the movie, but just to make it very clear, you are not the flash anymore we are not working with you anymore you are blackballed from warner brothers until you get your act together and just leave it at that yeah i mean so 
I think you made. I think of all the things you said, the one thing that really stuck out to me was when you talked about how there's been no apology. I think for the people who have defended Ezra, a lot of people, you know, saying that I've heard the the commentary that it is tone deaf to talk about recasting when someone is clearly going through whatever Ezra is going through is what I've heard. Um, I think part of the reason why this is felt egregious to folks like you and I is because of that. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I could, I didn't, I don't think I ever verbalized it, but I think you verbalized it very well. Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily like we're not, I know there's this aspect of society where we think, Oh, people just want to see people punish and get their pound of flesh and then move on. And is some of that, does some of that happen? 100%. Sure. I definitely think that is a part of our current landscape that we live in right now. But I think the other aspect of this that I think has made this very difficult has been that, like, when someone acts in the way that Ezra has, typically the least you ask of them is, hey, I'm sorry for what I did. And even if you feel like you, you're in the wrong or you're innocent, I'm sorry that the, the pain that this has caused the fans. And, you know, like, there's, again, there's been literally zero commentary from anyone from his camp or winter media about this. I think that's what to me it makes me even more forceful with just move on from this guy. Or oh, excuse me, this person. Like just move you gotta you gotta move on. Because we've gotta no apology. We don't even know if he's contrite for anything that's happened or is remorseful for anything that's happened. And the stress that he's put people through through his actions. Their actions again, sorry. But like that's that like, that's a big deal. That's, that's a big deal. It's not something to just say, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter if, he, if they apologize. Like, you know, I don't need an apology. I mean, some people do. And at the very least, the people that he's been that they've been harming certainly deserve an apology. And I don't know how all, how many times we have to see this before something changes. But what's concerning to me is it's very clear that Ezra needs some kind of help. I pray that they get it. Not, but what I don't know how you feel about the sham, but I think what's been a little concerning to me about some of this commentary in terms of the protection of Ezra of late has been this thought process of, oh, we're too worried about like firing them and chastising them, and we need to worry about helping them. What about the people that this person is terrorizing? That's what I'm saying. Like. Like, there's no regard. I I, 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 I understand (laughs) Ezra clearly has a problem. I understand that. And, yes, they need help. But this is not a situation where, like, then there's no harm being caused. Like, they're causing harm. Like, they're hitting people people with chairs. They're allegedly pulling up in in couples' hotel rooms threatening to kill them. Like, they're not just, like, doing – it's not like this person is – doing self they, they these things are very self-destructive but it's not like they're doing self-destructive things that don't harm anyone else and, and you know putting your hands around the throat yeah, uh, choking people on video like these are not things that are done in a vacuum that only affect them maybe i would understand that argument a little bit more say hey we should be careful just like only worrying about you know punishment it's like yo, at a certain point this is just a these people this guy this person is just a danger to everyone else <laughs> This person ends up being, really? you get in a situation where this person ends up being a danger to people that are around them and to continue to coddle and to embolden by 
sweeping under the rug or making excuses for the behavior, you're only making the situation worse because guess what, folks that are defending Ezra Miller? It might be you. You might be the next person he throws a chair at. You might be the next person he puts his arms around, his his hands around their throat. You might be the next person he bars they they bars through do do your hotel through your hotel room or rip a microphone away from you in karaoke. Like they might be you. And what's concerning to me also is that like these incidents seem to be like escalating. Like the incident yeah. you had in 2020, and then we didn't hear from them for a while. To to we didn't hear from them for a while to their credit. But then, okay, the the incident in Hawaii, it didn't seem like he he actually fought anybody or put hands on people or actually hurt anybody. He just seemed to be, in you know, in police term, he seemed to be menacing. Like that's the that's actually a charge. You know, he didn't charge with that. But but that's what I would describe. What it seems like they were doing. They were he they were menacing people all across this island, which is still crazy to me. And, and then this incident, okay, he hit someone with a chair. Or they hit someone with a chair. I'm like, okay, what are we What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for before we decide this person needs to be disciplined in some way to send a message yeah, that this can't be done? And hopefully that need? by doing it, that sends a message to them too. Because I think that's the thing. Do I think Warner Media said nothing to Ezra during all these incidents? Of course not. There's some dialogue that's happening. But by not making a public stance, clearly it is emboldened him to continue to act in, in this manner, because they haven't they haven't they haven't done anything. Like it would be different if they tried saying something in public and they still did something harm to somebody. It's all right. right. Well, they they tried and they tried to give him a chance, and and I would respect that. Right. They tried to give him a chance, didn't work out because you know they they had problems, and now they got to do something else. But they haven't even tried to do anything else, and that's what's concerning to me. And again, at a certain point. You got you really guys are worrying about other people and their well being with your decision to decide they're gonna just keep moving forward because we gotta save the money we can make for future flash movies. That that ship has sailed. And the fact that they haven't done anything a long time ago is part of the reason why I think we're still here. Like I really do. And that's why the the defense of Ezra for this time has been just just really disturbing. It is. I mean, it's just a lot of enabling uh, yeah. going on. A lot of enabling, a lot of excuses. Um, you know, and, and I think one thing that is somehow, you know, being being lost on so many uh, of you know the Ezra Miller stands and you know whoever else is the 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 tremendous of the the privilege that Ezra Miller has to be able to touch so many people. Of course. Uh, and reach so many people into, you know, have so, so much wealth, of course, as well at this point. Um, you know, just do whatever you want to people. You don't you don't have that privilege to just act like that and have nothing come of it or to only have people coddle you and say, well, we'll help you. No, when you when you your actions have consequences and we need to see some of those consequences. Uh, we haven't seen any. Uh, we've seen, I guess, what little we've seen from law enforcement, you know, whatever has been required. And I'm sure they're, you know, Hawaii PD and, and other other kind of police departments are following their protocols and everything that they would need to do. Um, but in terms of the, you know, Ezra Miller's employer, uh, we've seen nothing, uh, essentially. Uh, so there's been no consequences. And um, and these are for very kind of significant uh, negative acts uh, in public. 
uh, very embarrassing. I would I would imagine for Warner Brothers, uh, you would think. I mean, I, at this point, Ezra Miller is is you know if not front page, you know second page news at this point. Yeah, especially because uh, now it's a pattern. Antics. Now it's like a, now you know this this is what this person is known for. Yeah, now they're they're known when we see them. In the trailer, whenever that comes out, would be like, oh, that's the person that was choking people and threatening people in Hawaii. Right. You know, going on a rampage in Hawaii. <laughs> and they didn't do anything about it. So it's very, very strange and bizarre. And, and it's a very, just a very negative, um, excuse me, like I said, very negative, very enabling kind of pattern here with Ezra Miller. Um, that that it's just very strange to me and i don't like it i don't like it it's it's i think it sets a terrible tone it stands in very stark contrast to what was going on with johnny depp not to bring in not to bring that whole issue and i know they're right. in trial now and all this stuff i'm not yeah, gonna bring it's been, that's been a whole but but i heard yeah um but it stands a very very stark contrast to how they're handling that situation where Deb was quite frankly right in the middle of the whole franchise, and they gave him the boot and replaced him. Uh, you know, which is like, you know, all right. And these are we're from allegations and Ezra Miller. We have him on video uh, committing these acts and multiple arrests. Or at this point, um, yeah, we have we have a video, a restraining order, and two arrests that are accompanied by police reports about what this person has been doing. That's way more yeah. than anything we've had from Johnny Depp. And I'm not way, saying Johnny way Depp is more. innocent in any way. I right. made that very clear. But that's just the facts. That's just way fact. more than what we have with Johnny Depp. And they and they and they gave him the boot. They said, No, get out of here. We can't we can't work with someone like you. Essentially is what they said. And this whole um, and we've been and we've been in this whole mode about taking victims seriously, giving them credibility, right. really investigating issues involving victims Ezra is victimizing people allegedly yes and I'm not, again I'm not saying the first time something happened you, they throw them away but we don't even know if an investigation has been done by Warner Media we don't know anything we don't know anything that's what's so we again don't know I, it's like it, it, and, it's so crazy to me and Ezra is not saying anything there is yeah and they're not like, oh, what about his yeah. side of the story what is his side of the story? <laughs> we don't know it. We don't know. We have no idea. We did just get mum silence. And I guess, and, 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 and I'm be honest, Shamari, like <laughs> at a certain point, his side becomes, it becomes increasingly irrelevant when it, it does. There are there are there are multiple arrests. Yeah, it's like you're not behaving. People who act normally yeah. don't just get the cops called on them. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, yeah, it's like when a, you know, it's like you talk about these you know people with these sexual misconduct allegations, and you know they got fifteen. You're like, all right, at a certain point, to their side of the yeah, story, different people. Different I'm not saying it doesn't matter. It's due process, of course, but like, are thirteen, fifteen, sixteen people lying? Like now, with Ezra, it's like, all right, we've seen video, we got all these police reports. I, he had, he's at no fault in any of these situations, and again, we have nothing to go off of because. We have no idea what his side even is. So, yeah, it's 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 a little bizarre. Grant Gustin was trending on Twitter the other day because they were like, <laughs> yeah, it's, show, yeah. "It's show time for Grant Gustin." I'm ready for Grant Gustin. Shoot, I've been ready for Grant Gustin. 
Do you uh-huh. think Grant Gustin wants to do it? Is the question I would have for you. Do you uh, think he wants to be the, the TV? I mean, we'll get into the future of the Flash in the next segment. But given we know the Flash is in its twilight, you know, if it's not next season, that's the last one. It's going to be soon. Right. Do you think you would think that? Oh, he's going to leave the Flash to do something new. That's what most people do. Do you think he then wants to go and say, I'm going to be the TV franchise? I'm going to be the movie franchise Flash, and however many years that commitment is. Do you think he wants to do that? I, I don't know if he does. Yeah, I don't know if he does. That's a, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I mean, I think he might do a movie. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I wouldn't say there is no dollar amount you can show Grant Gustin. You know, I I think they could get him to do a movie. I don't know if he'd want to do like a whole franchise necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been the Flash for so many years now at this point. So, uh, so yeah, I I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm just imagining what if they what if they did the whole crossover with Ezra Miller? They kind of saw Ezra was acting a little crazy, so they want to plant some seeds. Interesting. <laughs> for Grant to show up. That's and, that, that's interesting. I don't. I that would be surprising if they thought that far in advance. But that would be very surprising. That would be interesting. But I mean, it is interesting. It seemed it seemed like everything went downhill after that. Yeah. Right. Isn't that crazy? And if you believe some of these rumors from the scooper, so to speak. Who seem to who say they know what's been going on behind the scenes? The word has been that Ezra has had what I've heard, I think, described as like meltdowns and freakouts on the set of the Flash. Now, not hearing anything about, him, about them being violent or anything like that, or criminal or anything like that. I mean, if they're but, behaving anything like how we see, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> right, but like, <laughs> but when you hear that, it makes you wonder. Okay, well, maybe DC is that to your point about. Setting up the whole Flash and 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 you know it should be Grant Gustin Flash and Ezra Flash cameo. Like you, you wonder, like you know, were there signs that they did they see things ahead and they want to say, hey, we want to leave these tea leaves just in case. It's fascinating. Now again, I'm not sure if Grant wants to do it. Again, a certain dollar amount may be hard to pass up. The fans, I was surprised how much the fans were 100 percent behind Grant replacing Ezra because the Flash has fallen off so much. That that was stunning to me. That that like got trending and got really a lot of support. Because so many people have been so frustrated, including the people you're listening to in this podcast, with the recent season of The Flash. I would have thought people were like, "Oh, anybody but Grant Gustin." Not necessarily that he's been bad. Just the story writing's been so bad. Yeah, I was no, surprised I just mean, by that alone. That people weren't just tired of Grant Gustin just because the show has been on such a tailspin for so many years. Yeah, it has been. Um... I mean, it didn't surprise me too much. Um, I mean, there were some people that didn't like Grant Gustin. Um, there was a whole thing with when when he got the new costume and he looked super skinny, and you know that, <laughs> that was a whole issue. That was a whole issue, um, you know. But I think with the with the right costume, the right budget, you know, I I, I mean, I think he could work as a movie Flash. And Grant Gustin himself was never my issue with the Flash. Um, I, I mean, you have your people that that just don't like Grant Gustin as a Flash, but for the most part, he was pretty accepted. That's why that's why the Flash in the in the early days was so well received. Um, for me, like for me, I've always felt like with Gustin, he's been way more Barry Allen to me than Ezra Miller's portrayal. I I've said this, and maybe this will make people feel like maybe I'm biased. I've said it multiple times, and I'm in the minority. Let me be clear, but I do not like Ezra Miller's Flash. I don't like that Barry Allen. To me, it's like right, yeah. what I've seen too often, which is, you know, the Wally West Flash 
had a great impact on a lot of folks who grew up in the nineties mm-hmm. and then eventually watched the Justice League cartoon, which in, was influenced from the Y West run as the Flash in the nineties. To so that that extended to the new millennium, and yeah. they just attached that wisecracking, you know, awkward character. To just the Flash, and sometimes when you do see iterations of the Flash, they attach it to Barry Allen, and it's just not who Barry Allen is. <laughs> Barry <laughs> Allen is pretty serious. Like Barry <laughs> Allen is awkward, but not in the ways Ezra Miller's portrayal is. Right. And I've just not liked it. Like I've, I've, from like I'm like, is it funny? I mean, kinda, but it's just like it's funny. Like Jerry West is funny in Winning Time. Like, like it's not Jerry West, <laughs> but it's, it's I guess it's I guess it's entertaining, but. But right. what I expect to see from the Barry Allen character is not, it has never been for me. So I love Gustin's Allen. I think it's way closer to being Barry with the exception of just not being blonde and who really cares about that. So if they went that route and they decided to tie it in somehow, I'm all for it. But how they get there, I think will be a, a, a question. And I, I'll tell you one thing is, DC is smart. I mean, they should have been paying attention to social media because if they do decide to recast, they're going to have a mountain to climb in terms of getting people to be convinced that someone besides Gustin shouldn't be the Flash. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't. I didn't know it was there. I thought that they could yeah. recast anybody and be fine. That's not. Yeah, the I case. didn't think it would be quite that bad. I, I'm with you there. I didn't think it would be quite yeah. that. But yeah, there's a lot of yeah. uproar. They're going to have to get someone who people, <laughs> they have to get a really big actor and someone that people can really get behind in order for that to work. And to the point where I wonder, and I'm, I'm just spitballing here, I wonder if you even do Barry Allen again. Maybe you do Wally West. Maybe you do do a new Flash, but it's not Barry. You know, like like mm-hmm. like maybe the whole recasting thing. Maybe just to avoid the whole Grant Gustin thing to say we're gonna do a whole different Flash, and it's gonna be Wally West. And again, there are enough people who have seen Wally West as a Flash to accept it. Like that, that's that's not a problem. I think for a lot of people. It's not, it's not like saying, you know, Dick Grayson's going to be Batman. Like, that would... I love Dick Grayson, but even I, I don't know if I really want to see that. I think you said, oh, Wally West is the Flash. I think nobody really would care. But but that that may be a way to kind of avoid any any hiccups, because if they cast somebody that they're not feeling, that Grant Gustin Hive is going to be loud and proud. I'll tell you that much. But uh, speaking of the CW and speaking of the Flash... Uh, the CW has been the home for many DC shows over the past decade, but a big reduction in DC content could be around the corner. According to Deadline, DC's Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow, Naomi, and Gotham Knights are all on the bubble, with only two of those shows likely to be renewed for a new season. Of course, you're, saying, you're probably saying, what the hell is Gotham Knights if you've never listened to this podcast before? CW ordered a pilot for Gotham Knights, but it has yet to be greenlit for a full season. Uh, that is a series featuring the adopted son of Bruce Wayne and several of Batman's enemies' kids and them forming some kind of alliance after the death of Batman. So that show is amongst that four that apparently on the shopping block, that show hasn't even <laughs> had an official show air yet. Um, but it comes days after Hollywood Reporter noted that The Flash could be setting up its upcoming ninth season as its final installment, according to talks from people in the know. So, with CW in flux amid its potential sale, we talked about that a couple months ago. Uh, Discovery just acquired Warner Media, so that has, has you know, complicated things. I saw a story last week about Warner Media wants, excuse me, Discovery wants DC 
to look more like Marvel. So I'm like, oh God, here we go again. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? But um, now when I say Marvel, I meant you know the Marvel Studios uh, tied together universe the way Marvel has done with Kevin Feige. Uh, Shamari, what do you make of the current status of the CW's Arrowverse, given some of this this kind of uncertainty? You know, it, 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 it appears to me that things are going to be changing in a major way very soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen any of Naomi, uh, which. Which I do regret. I am going to watch yeah, it. Neither um, uh, so I am going to check that out too. I do hope that is that doesn't get the axe. But to be fair, again, I haven't seen it yet, so you know I have to watch it first, I guess, and judge <laughs> judge from there. Um, but I'd feel a little bad if before I even saw it. Uh, I know it's canceled already. It'd be another swamp thing, um, you know. So uh, I kind of hope that doesn't happen. Um. I mean, it, it, Gotham Knights, and I, I remember, of course, in, when we talked about that before. And I don't really know what to make of that. It seems like, based on what you said before, EJ, it seems like you feel the same way. I don't really know what to make of, of Gotham Knights. Yes. Uh, yeah, just based on just the concept itself. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of a shrug of the shoulders. I don't even know. So I, I wouldn't really feel one way or the other if they got rid of that. So I have There's, to say, it's not, it's not encouraging that before the show even gets to launch they're thinking about canceling it right yeah yeah of course yeah i mean that's not definitely not the most encouraging thing um i mean batwoman uh you know i think i think that's kind of kind of overstated it's welcome at this point i mean this show um and i don't think it's i don't even think it's the cast i think it's just the writing the um uh, some of the costume work, not Batwoman herself, um, or Batwing, which I actually think looks really good. Um, but, but some of the other villains and some of the other stuff, it, it just some of the other and some of the side plots and the, and the just the I mean, things they I mean, that, that that hush that hush costume is just going to be hush. It's just oh my goodness, you know, it's like you want to talk no. about you want to talk about like man, you want to talk about killing momentum for a character people want to see in multiple iterations. Just yeah, think about what Batwoman and, and <laughs> Batman Hush did for the Hush character. That was like Hush was like the number one overall draft pick for Batman fans wanting to see a new villain introduced oh, in some oh. capacity beyond just the comic books. And man, it's like it's like watching that that uh, it's like watching that top player you know tear his Achilles in the in the in the in the uh, in the Senior Bowl or tear his <laughs> Achilles in the, in the bowl game. You're like, man, they would have been the number one pick. Now look what happened. Oh, boy, sad. Yeah, so Batwoman's got a lot of issues. A lot of, you know, a lot of writing issues in terms of reusing Alice way too much. I don't even know if Alice is still in the show, uh, but if she is, that's a problem. She was in it for way too long and played way too big of a role. Not that I didn't even like the actress; she did a good job for what she was, you know, told to do. Uh, you know, she's a good villain for me. I don't know, maybe half a season for me. Anything more than that is way too much. Batwoman had a lot of issues. I didn't love Batwoman, just as you can see by my ranting and raving about it. I didn't love Batwoman. I wouldn't mind if that got the axe. Um, but in Legends of Tomorrow, I haven't seen in several seasons. Uh, you know what? I, I, I am going to catch up. I mean, no one believes me, but I am going to catch up in Legends of Tomorrow at some point. So there's a lot. You know, I mean, 
CW, DC, the DC, CW is kind of, it's been a little, um, you know, for a while it was kind of congested. Uh, I mean, they canceled Arrow, um, but for a while it was, it was, it was just a, kind of a lot going on. And, you know, we had Black Lightning and, you know, we were getting Naomi and we were getting this one and that one. And it was just a lot. Um, it's Supergirl got canned too, right? Is Supergirl still going on? A super Supergirl is no longer. It, yeah, it, so, so it, got, got it got a final season. It wasn't canceled, but it was like, hey, final season. Right. They got a proper send off. Right. Yeah. So Supergirl is is no more as well. Um, uh, the Flash. Yeah. You, I mean, you would think the word word is that that's not going to be around for too much longer. I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine so either. So we're losing, you know, we're losing, we're losing Joe West. Um, yeah. The actor, the actor that plays Joe West. Uh, forgive me for not remembering the name off the top of my head, but. Um, He's gotten a new role uh, for I think an ABC show. Uh, Jesse Jesse L. Martin, who's fantastic. He's great in that show, by the way. Uh, he's fantastic. Um, yeah, he's great in the Flash. Uh, he got a new role. He's gonna be exiting the show as a series regular for uh, next season. So gives you a thought that you know Flash could be coming to an end because of that as well. Yeah. So you know, hopefully we get some new shows. I'm. Uh, you know me seeing any of these shows go it just brings me back to Smallville. Um, you know, just that's kind of where it all started. Uh, you know, and I think Superman and Lois is really carrying the torch. Um, oh which, yeah, yeah. I know you've been. I know you're fully catching up, caught up. I, I recently started getting back into it. I, I loved the first few episodes. I, mean, I don't know what happened. I guess life. I was just so busy. Um, yeah, when that first yeah, season came yeah, out. I, I was still working, and it was pandemic. It was all a mess. So I didn't get to, to continue that show, but I really liked what I saw from the first few episodes. I, I got back into it, and probably about about halfway through the first season. It is fantastic. It is a really good show. I, I suggest if you guys like Superman stuff to watch Superman and Lois. So, you know, I mean, it's interesting that this is happening. You know, I, I feel mm-hmm. like the CW Arrowverse began to feel, I don't want to say obsolete, that may be more hard. That may be a little harsh because they, they still had more shows than DC Universe slash HBO Max. But it did feel like that, like the shows that were being produced for HBO Max were just at a at a different level, and 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 then for of course the DC Universe. So it kind of made you wonder, you know, where do these shows that are clearly you know much smaller budget, uh, much longer seasons, so therefore you get a lot of filler episodes, you know. You got a little bit of money trying to stretch it out for a whole 23, 22-episode season. And there are some, some detriments that come with doing these shows in the way the CW had done them. So I wondered from then, like, how much longer could we do this? Berlanti got that big $400 million uh, production deal. So you thought, oh, maybe they'll just keep doing this forever. But I don't know. I just Some of the ideas that seem to be coming out of the CW angle of the DC universe it has a little been a little bit uninspiring to me. Um this Gotham Night show I'm not sold at all from what I've heard from terms of the story. You know, I got to give Naomi a shot. I agree with you. But, you know, that's one of those things where you know, you when you make a show, like to me you want to make a show where it's you you, you should you should absolutely do shows like Naomi. You don't want to just do every show that's people everybody know and it kind of becomes kind of formulaic and everything's kind of looks the same 
But you should do a show that, like, you got to have some shows where you, you come up with a title and a title character that meet people. Oh, snap. Okay, you doing that? All right, I got to watch. Like, you know, The Flash? Like, you can't, if you're a DC fan, you can't at least, you know, maybe you fall off and maybe you don't like the show. But, like, you're a DC fan, they're doing the show called The Flash. You, you're going to watch. They're doing a show based on the Green Arrow. Like, you're going to watch. Like, I think even Black Lightning, to some degree, kind of falls in that line. It felt like since, really, I guess Batwoman. It just feels like they haven't had that kind of inspiration, you know. Like, I'm not, I'm fine with doing new shows, but you know, Green Island and Canaries. I know you were a big fan of the of the backdoor pilot, and you liked what they were developing. I thought it wasn't that bad either. I would like to see them at least try it. But still, you know, okay, it's another Green Arrow show. Not necessarily the most original idea, but okay, whatever. It was, I did like a lot of the characters that they established, particularly the new, you know, Cat McNamara character that they had introduced, Mia Queen, Mia Queen. But, uh, but no, okay, not necessarily anything new. And then, okay, Naomi definitely new, but not someone that's going to necessarily just immediately draw people to your channel. Now, Superman and Lois, 100% is that. So I want to give them credit for that move. But it, besides that, you know, again, now this Gotham Night show, I'm like, uh, I mean, I'm not really all that interested in that. So it, it makes you wonder, is, that a, is there a reason for that? Like, are they purposely winding down because they know this is probably gonna not really be as much a thing anymore this like expansive arrowverse or are they just not really coming up with stuff or is dc kind of kneecapping them a bit with what they actually can do on live action television in, in cable television you know it's a it's a question that i certainly have and i don't have the answer to but i just know that there has been nothing i've seen because you know we do this podcast every week podcast episodes every week of hero talk even if we're not recapping the CW shows every week or even watching them every week, because of the nature of what we do and the research that we do, we got to stay informed about what's happening and, and the shows that they're doing, the episodes that they're doing. So it's not like I'm completely in the dark on what's happening on The Flash and some of these shows. Right. But, like, I haven't even heard any storyline that made me think, oh, I got to watch that. Or, oh, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> like, like the, nothing is happening over there that feels like you have to watch. <laughs> so, again, I don't know if it's just their... They're 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 not you know again they don't have the creative license to do it or if they they're kind of spinning their wheels but I don't like where the, the CW Arrowverse is right now I, I really don't you know it feels like Superman Lois yeah. is kind of you know carrying the, the you know the carrying the station on on its back and it ain't getting a lot of help you know maybe Stargirl's giving it a little bit of help but after that not not too much man not not too much so yeah let's see what happens you know I get the feeling that the Arrowverse if you really, you made me make a bold prediction. I would say the Arrowverse will not exist in. I, 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 I'm gonna say less than three years. Wow, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, okay. I'm gonna say by the, yeah, I'm gonna say by the end, like, like a lot of this stuff take. is like I think maybe Superman and Lois continues forward as just like its own show, but it's not like there are other shows connected to the universe that exist with it because there's nothing else there. The Flash is gonna be ending. They're canceling two of these shows in this list of four um i can't imagine legends of tomorrow is gonna get a million more seasons even if it does get renewed uh i don't know what to make of batwoman and naomi's a, a rookie and the other <laughs> and uh and, and god knights is in college in if you're doing the the nba draft nfl draft model like i don't even know if they're even gonna make it to the league <laughs> so it's not like there are these shows where it's like oh i, I know this show is gonna last for a long time like, I don't really see that. Again, it's Superman, Lois, and it's Stargirl, which I, I think is, is pretty solid. I, I don't think that they'll just can it per se, but 
I don't think that I just don't see a lot of growth on this side of things. And again, if you're gonna make a bold prediction, I'm doing it on April twentieth, twenty twenty two. By April twentieth, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty five, I'm gonna say that. The CW Arrowverse is no more, or at the very least, there are plans to pretty much end it by that. By that, that that would be my my bold prediction there. Let's get to the last uh, story for this week, Sham. So, some eagle-eyed people, some smart people within the industry, you know, they they of course following what's going on with the Emmy nominations, Emmy submissions, and one interesting note that they saw from Marvel. And their entries, Marvel, Disney, was Loki, which had a fantastic season one, was removed from the limited series submissions, which had it been submitted recently in the you know previously, because Loki of course got renewed for season two, and we're gonna get another season of Loki, so you can't you know submit as a limited series if there's gonna be more episodes. But Moon Knight and Hawkeye remain limited series submissions for the Emmys, which would mean that Hawkeye and Moon Knight likely will not have season twos. Now, the creator, I think, for Moon Knight had said that he didn't plan or know anything about doing a season two. I don't think we heard anything from the people of Hawkeye on what, if there was going to be any future stories uh, on Disney Plus featuring, you know, um, Clint Barton and Kate Bishop together as a Hawkeye show. So how do you feel, Sham, about the idea that these could be uh, more one-and-done shows for Disney? We know that WandaVision was a one-and-done. We know that Falcon and Winter Soldier was a one-and-done. The, the the bulk of these Marvel Disney shows have been one-and-done installments. Loki is now the outlier or the variant. <laughs> you want to uh, have a funny play on words there. In that It is a multi-season series. But what do you make of Hawkeye and Moon Knight maybe ending after one season? Uh, I don't mind it at all. Uh, I don't mind the model at all. I see them as almost like they're almost like movies, almost a little bit. It's movie quality, um, basically. But but yeah, I, I I have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, you know, whatever they're especially if they had a plan going in and they executed the plan, and then they have a plan exiting as well. I have no issue with it. Um, so yeah, I, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, all, uh, I haven't disliked any of the shows, uh, so far. Um, and you know, the shows that ended, uh, you know, I, I would say even, you know, WandaVision included, I would say I wasn't exactly clamoring. Oh, I need another season of that. With WandaVision, we're getting a spinoff with the Agatha, um, House of Harkness show. So I know that technically yes, that, that, that is true, and it, you almost could argue that Doctor Strange is a spinoff. And you could argue, or at the very least, tie together, because one uh, of the story but, continues in Doctor Strange. Yeah, so it's a continuation, um, which again kind of adds. You know, I kind of see them almost as movies in themselves. They're just a. It's all part of the shared story that you know Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige are telling. Um. So I, I have no problem with just, you know, okay, we're doing this show. It's its own thing. And then we move forward. Similar to what's what we're going to get in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, not to go into Star Wars, but similar to what they're doing uh, with that. The Mandalorian is getting multiple seasons, as we've seen in Lucasfilm. But Obi-Wan um, will not, at least at least so far, at least based on, you know, everything that we know about it, 
will not be getting multiple seasons, and, it w- and I don't know how much sense it would make, depending on the story that they're telling, for it to get multiple seasons. So, you know, I have no problem with it whatsoever, and I'm looking forward to them just continuing to pump out different series and different movies and so on, um, you know, however long they left. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree. I, I don't, I don't know if I needed season twos of Hawkeye and Moon Knight, given what I've seen. It's not that they're not good. I like both of them a lot, and Moon Knight, of course, is still going on right now. And of course, if you like Moon Knight, you should check out our Moon Knight reviews on our YouTube channel, Generation Media. That's where we're doing our weekly recaps of Moon Knight. But I think the stories are pretty contained, and I think they're kind of, you know. I mean, you know, New Knight certainly contained. We'll see how it ends. I really feel like Hawkeye ended on a pretty neat bow to where I don't know if the next story needs to be a six-episode series moving forward with Kate Bishop and uh, and Clint. Now, I think there's a lot to explore with uh, Wilson Fisk <laughs> and Echo. Like, clearly, those, those are characters that clearly their stories weren't just tied up in a neat bow and we need to know more about them. And we will because there's an Echo show happening and there's an alleged daredevil reboot happening so we will know about what those how those stories will will continue but i don't know if the stories of the main characters in those shows right uh, or rather that show hawkeye is is needed and from moon knight again it's so self-contained i agree with your assessment that it it play both stories play very much like a movie like a six hour or you know four or five hour movie that's just split up into you know episodes it plays well for tv but um they don't necessarily play themselves as oh this is definitely the beginning of some long you know series that we're doing i feel like if they want to include those characters in in future content whether it be they appear in other shows or they appear in other movies that's totally fine i think that that was kind of the goal of what this was supposed to be if i remember correctly when kevin talked about what they were trying to do with Disney Plus was the hope was that they could introduce new characters and, and, and new figures in the Marvel Universe or continue stories with some figures you may do you may already know in the Marvel Universe, but you know, remix their stories or, or add different things so that when you see them in a movie in the future, you know, there's further context for some of the changes they had. Like imagine if there was a Hawkeye season prior to Endgame. Like, it would have made a lot of sense, or rather, you would have called it Ronin. Like, it would have made sense to actually have a Ronin series and see those years of him running around as Ronin, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> taking on the criminal underworld of New York and, and Japan and all the other places. Like, that would have added context to when you saw him in Endgame. They, you don't have that because they weren't making shows at that time. But I think that that was the whole plan, was that something like that, where you want to advance a character in a major way, you could have canon that supports it. That was always the goal to me for them, and it made sense for me because it, it allowed them to not necessarily have the stories be so, I guess the word, I, I don't know if the word is stagnant, but I'm going to use the word stagnant, to where you can't advance stories very far if, you know, you're tied to, like, well, we know what happened in the last movie, and to divert from that last story point that they were pushing would be to move them in a totally different direction. They don't have to do that anymore. Now you can say, no, we're going to, you know, I know what we did in the last movie, the last time you saw them, but a lot's happened since then, and now you've actually seen it, so we can do anything we want. It's smart. Does that mean I gotta do three, four seasons with those characters to continue their stories? I don't think you necessarily have to, but I think where it matters and where it makes sense, you can. It makes sense for Loki because we know uh, yeah. he who who he who remains is 
a very important character moving forward, and we and we haven't been introduced to the other iterations of this character. One of them, of course, being Kane the Conqueror, who is going to be in future movies and future stuff. So their story is important. We know the multiverse is important to Loki. So the multiverse changing after this, you know, Doctor Strange movie and after Spider Man would make sense with connecting to his character. So that story ties in very nicely to continue to what's going to happen now with Loki kind of taking it on himself, you know, with, uh, with, well, I can't remember that guy, uh, Luke Olson, uh, Wilson, uh, Owen Wilson's, uh, character's name, but you know, then them working together to try to, you know, what is it? Mobius. Mobius. There you go. Uh, you know, him and Mobius like, and, 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 you know, and the crew trying to, you know, figure everything out. So, I'm I'm cool with it, you know. I, I want to see kind of what they're able to do with other stories. You know, they're doing so many other shows. She Hulk. Uh, I mentioned, yep. um, you know, I mentioned Echo. You mentioned the uh, House of Agatha. Like, you know, th- there's there's a lot of stuff coming. So I'm not tripping about these shows being one and done. I'm I'm just more hopeful about okay, what's the next plan for when we see them again? That's what I want to see. Like when we see Kate Bishop, like in what capacity is going to be? I don't think you're doing a Hawkeye movie. So are you doing a young Avengers movie? Like where are we like when do we see them next is the most important. I don't think necessarily about oh when's the next movie that, that when's the next series of the season of the show that they're doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I yeah, I mean I basically echo everything that everything that you just said. Um you know, it's just um all these shows, they all had served their kind of individual purpose, with the exception of Loki, like you were mentioning. Um, we know that he who remains will play a bigger role. I'm wondering if he's going to be in Doctor Strange. To be totally honest, that would be crazy to me. That would, I think, he, I think he might be. That would, that's another thing that will kind of low key blow my mind. If he were, I'll just be like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, like, this is happening way too soon. Um, but it, it's uh, funny because I feel like yeah. of all the things we talk about with Doctor Strange, and like they're all possible because it seems like yep. this is going to be a crazy movie. I saw. Someone mentioned uh, Bruce Campbell mentioned the reason why they did these all these reshoots. Because remember, there was like that story about them doing all these research. Yes, and the thought was like, oh no, I thought was oh, should we be concerned? <laughs> you know, this movie's doing these reshoots. But apparently, he said that the reason they did these research was because there were stories that are going to be done in this next phase that they want to set up. Wow, which is massive. <laughs> like, I mean, we yeah. we could have done a whole topic on that, but like that's. Like, like that is apparently why they did that. It wasn't like, oh, the movie was bad or they saw it and they didn't like it. At least that's what they're saying. You know, we never know what the truth is. But what they're saying is stories are coming together for future Marvel projects that they need to address in this movie. <laughs> and that's yeah. why they did these reshoots. So take that, yeah. take that yeah. for, what, for what it be, for what it be, you know. Yeah, yeah. So this is, you know, it's just very exciting. Um, but yeah, all the all these Disney Plus shows are, are great. Um, they all serve their purpose. Marvel just continues to show that they have a plan and they execute it, and then they just move on to the next thing. So I, I don't have no problem with getting getting a bunch of different shows. Yeah, same here. I'm excited what Marvel is doing, man. I think as we talked about in the podcast recently, I think we're right around the corner to like just really kind of seeing it just seems like right now we're in this holding pattern because of dr strange i thought we maybe get a little more clarity after spider-man but you know we really didn't 
You know, we got to see great cameos, but I don't think we got clarity as to what the universe looks like movie beyond Spider-Man. It feels like Doctor Strange, the last piece of that puzzle that will finally kind of really open the floodgates to what possibilities exist for the future. And I wonder if, you know, Thor Love and Thunder is, is affected in any way based on what happens in this movie. You know, maybe not. It could just be its own thing, but it is, it is curious nonetheless. But I think that's a good place to wrap the show this week. So, of course, I want to thank my guy, Sham, for filling in. Again, Kendall wasn't with us, but he'll be back probably next week. Of course, if you enjoyed this uh, episode of this podcast, make sure you check out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Like I said before, we're doing uh, weekly recaps of Moon Knight. We're also doing weekly recaps of Young Justice, the DC uh, animated show. So if you like that content or you love sports content and particularly NBA draft stuff, you want to catch up on on what's going on there, make sure you give us a subscription on uh, YouTube. You can find us uh, New Generation Media is where you'll find that channel. Also, finally, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You also follow us individually on Twitter. You can find Shamari on Snapchat and Instagram, MCChan22. And you can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again so much for checking us out. For Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.